Hoppatay. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to make it today. We're two minutes late. But welcome to another State of the Metaverse. Straight from the Your Open Metaverse headquarters here in Utrecht today. This is our first episode where I actually got expertise advice from an amazing YouTuber. Um, because we got a new uh, team on a marketing team. His name is Bo. Uh, if you're at home, please give him a warm applause because he's going to make these streams on a weekly basis even more impressive. For today's show, uh, I also have with me uh, our uh, co-host, Ronald, who is uh, one of my colleagues. He's a product owner here at Your Open Metaverse and BeamUp. And you have, if you've been watching the show, uh, you've probably seen him before, you've heard him before. If this is your first time listening to the show, then uh, Ronald... Uh, give him a welcome applause <laughs> from your home. You know, participate in the show, even if we can't see or hear you. Um, so what Still is nice. the state of the metaverse? Before I go into that, just for the new the new people uh, listening to the show on Spotify or iTunes or Apple iTunes or on YouTube, perhaps. So every week we have a, a 40 to one hour minute live stream where we either have a guest from the metaverse industry who is an expert on anything to do with metaverse. So that can be anything blockchain related, security, metaverse technology, spatial computing, it really doesn't matter. Maybe you're sitting at home right now thinking to yourself, well, I am a metaverse expert. Uh, uh, I would love to talk about you know, my take on the metaverse. Well, reach out to us because we like to talk to uh, people from around the globe and from around the industry every week to uh, make sure that we share ideas, that we come uh, up with new ideas and uh, we explore what the metaverse is, can be, might be and will be in the future. Um, so this week, unfortunately, despite our best efforts, we weren't able to get a special guest on the show. Uh, we wanted to talk to the guys from MetaMess, which is the metaverse festival that's going to take place in Amsterdam this month, but unfortunately they weren't able to join us on the show. I also spoke to uh, Joe van Burek, a special shout out. He is the host of BNR Digital here in the Netherlands and All in the Game, which is another podcast from BNR. He wanted to sh come on the show, but he had some family business to attend also to. Also important. Also very important. Ronald can, uh, can attest to that because Ronald, you have a family yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I have two kids, so um, yeah. you know, you have one of these things and then you, you just have to go. I have to, to say that you've really been able to protect us from your kids very well. But or hey, protect guys, my I kids from you guys. Nobody opened it for me. Thank you so much <laughs> for that. That's really appreciated. Um, so anyway, uh, today's show, we did, uh, of course, prepare for you. So what we we normally do, if you're a first time and listening to the show, is we always dive into some uh, news topics. Uh, what's going on in the world of Metaverse today? What's going to be important in the world of Metaverse tomorrow? And so today, I'm just going to uh, do that together with Ronald. Uh, Ronald, just for the audience, can you uh, quickly give a one-liner about yourself that they really need to know? I I, I, uh, I listen to a lot of radio. Oh, that's great. Uh, I really love that, Ronald. I'm going to drop the radio head thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I listen you, to a Alex lot of radio head. I always did that for 20, for 20, I think 20 years or something, longer, uh, 25 years. And it actually inspired me to pick up guitar and start playing. But that's not what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say is they, they released uh, uh, a very nice virtual experience like half a year ago on Epic Games. It's free. You can download it. It's amazing it blows you away you just have to turn on your sound and especially if you know the music from back then it's one of the most impressive virtual experiences i have ever seen so there you go 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I'm looking at chat, by the way, and I already see all, all this crazy stuff going on. Time travel, my friend. Oh, we can see Aragorn's butt. Where exactly can you guys see my butt? Yeah, yeah, it's over. I can just... Oh, no, I'm in reverse. It's the other. Oh, you can see my butt. Yes, <laughs> you can see my butt. Okay, this is not going to do very well on the Spotify uh, podcast. Maybe I can, we'll have to cut I can this like, out. But can yes, like, you, can, uh, you, you can actually see my butt. I didn't realize that. Hey, guys. <laughs> maybe maybe you can... Can, we, can you guys see... Uh, no, you can't see... Can you see? No, you can't see. Um, no, Ronald. Cool. Anyway, let's see. They would see. Um, they would see that I wasn't wearing any jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So, what did we prepare for you guys today? What do we want to dive into? Well, um, I don't know for uh, if all of you out there are into the metaverse as much as we are, but uh, one of the things that has been uh, keeping our attention here is the the movement around the EU and specifically, of course, in the Netherlands because that's where. We are based, but around um, uh, legislation and policy when it comes to crypto. Uh, so, in particularly, you know, when it comes to how they want to uh, put restraints and requirements on companies and on the usage of blockchain technology. And one of the things that was uh, a big topic recently was, of course, that the European Union, as a part of their uh, MICAR initiative or, or policy making, they uh, had this conversation around basically putting laws in place that made it uh, basically banned non-custodial wallets. Um, now, that's a lot of jargon right off the bat. So, uh, Ronald, maybe you can clarify that a little bit for people listening. Maybe you can clarify non-custodial to me because uh, I have read it a couple of times, but I fail to understand what it even means. A, a legislation to ban non-custodial wallets. So, basically, you mean that if you have a wallet of your own, which is not uh, held by anyone else, then that is to be banned? How, basically, are you going to do that on a decentralized network? How are you going to ban that from happening? Are you going to block the software? How? Are you going to block a port on the internet? I don't, I don't get it. Dude, I lost you. I have a glitch. I don't hear you. It's what you get with wireless things, huh? They break. Okay. Give me one second. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yes, you can hear me now. It's fixed. Yes. Thanks, Johan. Yes, and, and, oh, you also fixed it. Actually, you did yeah. something that I really like. You put the headset on. You know what? Yeah. Because screw wireless technology, right? It screw, never works. Screw that, indeed. There's one thing that you should never try. 
to do stuff with remote wireless stuff. So there we go. So okay. I did it. So it, I thought it was my audio, but it was your side. So here we are. Now I can actually really hear you well. Amazing. So what were you saying, uh, Aragorn? Because I lost you mid <sighs> So good uh, mid, that we uh, had a little sentence. technical difficulty in the episode. It wouldn't feel like a state of the metaverse if we hadn't had that. It happens. Oh, I'm also hearing the YouTube stream somewhere now. This is actually kind of nice. Where's this going on? This is why you need to prepare properly ahead of time and not last minute. <laughs> <laughs> Does that give me time to look up what non-custodial is, by the yeah. way? Because it was kind well, of like... non-custodial doesn't exist. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's something that the European Union came up with. There's no such thing as non-custodial. Well, anyway, there's no such thing as blocking peer-to-peer -peer software anyway. So I, I don't know what the point is. But so Germany uh, decided they don't want to disallow it now what was what was yeah so that, was that? yeah so that's the whole point uh um so our my intern uh, nikolai came up with this he saw on twitter from patty hansen that actually uh the in in germany uh some politicians or uh germany in the european parliament their uh, delegation actually took a stand on this and they said look this is completely uh, unrealistic kind of policy making because what we are trying to ask here in in this um in this legislation is not something that's actually uh, realistically executable. So that that's a news. It's really new because there hasn't even been any news articles about it yet. It's literally only been uh, buzzing around on Twitter. Well, well, at least that's a smart reaction. So it's like, uh, hey, dude, you come up with a law, but that's literally not possible. So yeah, sorry, well, come up with another law. Yeah, I think it goes even beyond that. I think it's it's the only kind of reaction. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Why do I hear myself the whole time? Oh my God, okay. I'm just not gonna think about it. You're hearing voices again. I'm hearing voices again. Okay, so what else do we have here? Ah, yes, um, soulbound NFTs. Tell us, yes. what are soulbound NFTs, Ronald? Well, as you know, because you've also played World of Warcraft in the past, uh, soulbound is a concept of an item that uh, once it attaches to you, to your soul or to your identity, uh, it's bound to you, so you cannot um, trade it to others. Mm -hmm. uh, you can only destroy it. And uh, Vitalik uh, uh, Buterin, uh, Buterin. Uh, wrote, Buterin wrote, a uh, wrote an article about that some time ago, uh, where he um, was theorizing about how would that work for um, Ethereum NFTs, mm -hmm. and how would that look like, and then what can you do with that? If that's actually possible on a technical level, then how can you apply that? Well, and then maybe you can have like entrance uh, like proof of entrance or pro proof of attendance uh, happening uh, because the proof of attendance you know it's uniquely to determine that you were at a certain place or location when something mm -hmm. important happened and you don't want those things to be tradable so you know if stuff is soul bound then it's bound to at least that identity that you had at that time when you were at the event which is really cool. Um, and I think on Solana, it's also being investigated to build a similar thing. Yeah, but okay. So I hear you, right? You're saying, I think it's really cool. And I'm not going to say that I don't think it's really cool. But what I'm really wondering about, does anybody really want this? I mean, look, thinking about a soulbound item, I'm a World of Warcraft player, right? And uh, many Metaverse fans, of course, out there are former gamers. In a game like World of Warcraft, why did they come up with the concept of soulbound? They came up with the concept of soulbound 
so that you cannot give some super uh, powerful magical or legendary rare item easily to somebody else because when they first did that in the initial world of warcraft like closed beta and i actually mm. played closed beta uh, they did have that and they didn't necessarily have soulbound items and it, all kinds of crop problems rose from it within the game mechanics so Without going too deep into that, the whole reason for coming up with something to be soulbound is to solve game mechanic problems. Well, let, so let me give you I a practical example. Okay, yeah, that's exactly that's the point. That's what I want to hear. What what is the let why give would you practical practically example. want something to be soulbound? What, what if you want to have um, a metaverse, a meta space, mm-hmm. an experience that is only um, to be visited by certain people, for instance, of a certain age? What if you could hand out tokens or, you know, call it tokens to specific wallets that you have somehow checked the age of and you basically put that non-transferable on that uh, wallet, then at least you know that whoever is controlling that wallet is indeed that person and it cannot be traded. So for these kinds of purposes, it makes a lot of sense to have something like this. I'm, I'm also having, quite I'm sure. Having cur- I'm having kernel panic, I think. Can you explain that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try, I'll try to go a bit slower. So, um, someone who is not yet 18. Yes. They are not allowed to enter a meta space that has some kind of content, which is, uh, I don't know, horror or whatever. Yes. Um, so, you don't want them in. Well, how do you, how would you want to check on that, right? Because this is all wallets and Web3 identities. Well, you could com- you could theorize that there will be some kind of party later, some kind of um, uh, instance or organization that will start handing out proofs of um, uh, being an adult, for instance. Uh, and uh, if you could acquire such a proof of being an adult, uh, then you can receive that on your wallet. This sounds like and an amazing it- way to make sure that young people do not want to come into the metaverse. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it has upsides and downsides if these things become possible. But at least what it does, yeah, it, it has makes upsides. wallets. I, I understand that, but Ronald, come on, man. When you and me were young, yeah, we could still buy alcohol when we were 16 years old. At the you fucking, couldn't go uh, to sorry, the arcade. I didn't say that, at, at, at the fuel station. Uh, and now you're telling me that going into the metaverse, we're gonna co- the first thing we're going to come up with is a technology that once you pick, picked up an item that says that you're not allowed to go somewhere, you can never get rid of it again unless you create a new wallet. No, no, no. The other way around. The item describes your birth date, so so that uh, websites or uh, meta spaces in this case will know, or websites, by the way, uh, will know about your age. Okay, I don't and, say. And I then don't you say have it's a to share thing, that. Right? You have to share that with a, a with a with a web page if you want to get in. Well, it's even worse. It's public, so it's actually stored on your wallet, so everyone can look at it. So there's a so lot of downsides. So nobody's going to accept that because the whole point of the metaverse <laughs> is to create privacy. Okay, so maybe an age isn't the best example. Um, I, I'm playing uh, advocate of the devil here, right? Of course, because I'm trying to understand why someone like Vitalik Buterin, you know, a big pro, 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 proponent, protagonist yeah, well, of, of his you know, crypto decentralization, all of that, would come up with something like this. No, so his, his, uh, his application was a bit more practical. Maybe should, I should have picked that as well. Uh, by the way, there were things in the past that you couldn't get into when you were young. I remember there was, a, there was an arcade and it had Mortal Kombat. I couldn't go into the arcade. All I could do was stand outside of the arcade, see the doors sliding open and back, 
couldn't go in only you for see, people that's the uh, difference between people like you and people like me ronald because i would just have gone in through some back door <laughs> or just fucking cheated my way in or just asked somebody to pretend they were my custodial or some shit like that yeah, good point good point good point well anyway i could see i could still see mortal kombat anyway so it wasn't i would that probably bad, also have been thrown out and i would probably be banned for life or something but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, so what, what Vitalik actually used as an example was to have proof of attendance uh, token. So you have visited Metams ah, and you're going to okay. get an NFT. Yeah, and the first thing you do is you try to sell the NFT. That doesn't make any sense from a concept of proof of attendance. So proof of attendance will only work if the, uh, if the items are soul bound. Yeah, but okay, so why didn't you start with this? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I, I was a bit creative. I have a creative this, day. So. This, like, okay, so just in one sentence, you just made it completely understandable for me. Proof of attendance. I think that makes so much sense, right? Because you want, like, we all want to be, of course. We always want to, you know, I, I mean, I was talking yesterday, right? We were at NPO Innovation Festival in the Netherlands. We were showcasing our motion capture, facial capture technology, Unreal Engine Portal. stuff, portals, um, super cool stuff. And Rob was there. Rob is, uh, you know, one of the guys on the team who works on Unreal Engine. And Rob was bragging that he was going to the Rolling Stones. I'll be honest. I didn't even think they were still alive. I mean, Keith Richards is definitely having blood transfusions from uh, 12 year olds. It's I don't think be. he's alive anymore, but <laughs> he still functions. This guy is probably just a simulation robot or some shit. But anyway, point was that he's going to Rolling Stones and he was already bragging about it and he hadn't even been there yet. So I could totally see that working. I mean, um, very soon we're going to be talking uh, about, uh, you know, this amazing artist that we actually signed last week, by the way, but this show is not about our company. It's about the metaverse, but uh, we're going to be doing virtual concerts with her. And um, I can totally see how people would like to be able to prove that they were there. You know, one of the first virtual artists, first virtual concerts that, that makes, that makes so much sense. Okay. Thank you, Ronald. You actually made me understand how we could use Soulwind NFTs. Uh, let's have a quick look at chat. Uh, I see there's some great conversations going on here. Something that I cannot mention because then we cannot go on to Spotify anymore was the last remark from Marky. I'm not going to read that. Uh, <laughs> interesting thought. Unless you play Project Ascension where you can blood forge a soul board. Okay, so this is we're going to kick this out for Spotify. It makes no sense if I just read this up. Okay, so let's move on then to the next topic. Um... 3D designers are the future. Builders of the internet. Discussion news. What is a 3D designer? Okay. See, this is another great example of why I should really listen more carefully to my intern when he tells me <laughs> what we're going to be talking about. I know about what this is about. Okay, though. what is I this know about? What this is about. So uh, it's a talking point, and uh, the the idea is that right now we've seen in the last 20, 25 years at least. I've personally seen it that we have been building websites for everything. And uh, later we started building apps, but they, they ended up being quite similar to websites. And now what you see, and experience is actually here behind me, uh, the radio at one, um, people are starting to create virtual spaces. Oh, now I remember again, it's popping back into my mind because he was talking to me when I was preparing everything. So it, it went into my back pocket somewhere, but mm. now I remember, yeah, go on. Yeah, so they, so, and of course this is not new, right? We've been in virtual spaces ever since Doom was, or I would say Wolfenstein was uh, launched. So there have been, of oh. course, people uh, building 3D spaces for a long time. My but my the ins okay, go on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know what you mean, actually. The, <laughs> The, the insight is, of course, that you... I bet, um, I bet this game was a favorite of Alex, our CEO. Just, I mean, just 
throwing that yeah, out there. But maybe. Um, let's see. Yeah. So the point is that, and we see it already at our company, that next to developing a website, we suddenly have to start thinking about developing 3D spaces. And there is a lot of, it's a very interesting job, by the way. Um, and, and if you believe that uh, we will move into virtual spaces more than in flat websites, and we won't be scrolling timelines, but we will be actually walking around uh, in spaces, all mm -hmm. those spaces will need to have to be created. Um, and that requires a whole different kind of uh, artist, uh, which is not a web designer, it's not a web developer, it's more like an architect, and I've seen them work on creating levels, and it's a lot like architecture in some yeah. aspects. Actually, I think this might be, uh, for those of you listening out there, the show's been going on for 20 minutes, and uh, at some point you might have been thinking, you know, why am I even listening to these guys having a beer on Friday afternoon? They don't know what the show is about, they have no script. But this is the moment, right? This is the moment that's going to make it all worthwhile for you. If you're out there, and you're building a business, and you're thinking to yourself, I'm in Web 2.0, but Web 3.0 is coming. What does that mean for me? Well, here's it. The point of this conversation is that up until this point, it was all about coding. You know, you wanted those smart kids that knew how to build websites, to know how to code in all these coding languages and all of that shit. But now we're moving into Web 3. And what is Web 3 about? It's about spatial spatial experience right we're going from flat websites we're going to three-dimensional experiences and we try to involve more senses and what is required for that 3d computing spatial computing unreal engine and unity so the coding language of the future is what 3d designers work with and that's the point we've seen let's let's go look at some of the numbers i don't know the exact ones but what i do know is that for the last four years in a row the demand for Unreal Engine developers around the world has gone up by 400%, 400% on average. New Zealand saw a growth of 900% three years in a row. Singapore saw a growth of 8 to 900% three years in a row. The UK saw a growth of 300%, 400%, and, f and I, I don't know what last year was. But that is the point. If you that's think before you the metaverse boom. That's so before that the metaverse boom. <laughs> that's before the metaverse boom. Right? I, in fact... Uh, I don't know why Arthur just signed his new contract because he probably should have asked for six times the amount of money and we would have probably given it to him. Uh, does he have Where is he anyway? Oh, he's oh, there. Oh, <laughs> he's there. Shit. Okay, because because people like him are gold dust. That's how much in demand they are right now. So if you're listening to the show and you want one takeaway that's going to be worth it for today, it's the future is 3D computing languages like Unreal Engine, like Unity, etc. And you need talented young people like Arthur, like Rob, uh, to, to, to work with that stuff and build in that stuff for you. That was it, right? Yeah. Did I miss something? No, I think it's, uh, you, you made a very good point out of it. Cool. Pretty let's nice. See what, uh, let's see what chat says. If I understand it right about the NFT Soulbound stuff, it's going to be NFT visit cards that doesn't expire. Ah. Um... Yeah, so something like that. So we're going a little bit back in time on the show now. But yes, Jochem uh, uh, wrote this. It's basically like a proof that you've been somewhere. And along with that proof, because it's an NFT, you can always uh, add features in the future. So let's say that you've been to Lowlands and you got an NFT to prove that you were at Lowlands in 2024. Then Lowlands 2025 could say, okay, on the third day of Lowlands, Everybody that has an NFT that proves that they were here last year can go to the Alpha Tent and they yeah. can pick up an ice cream there. 
right? Yeah. And I know this perhaps not the most inspirational idea, but the point is that is where we're moving because then all these people can come there with their phone. They can walk up to a terminal, and this is, of course, not going to be tomorrow, but in the future it will work like that. They can just tick, tap it with their phone, proof that they were there through the NFT because it's connected to their wallet, and then they can get their ice cream. And so this way you can re-engage with audiences from previous events and make them feel special, reconnect with them, and thereby also uh, uh, you know, motivate them to partake in future events, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And there's also the possibility of proof of purchase, right? So after you've purchased something, you get some some kind of a receipt. I mean, there, there's more possibilities. By the way, Lowlands is a music festival. I think you need to explain that because in the Netherlands, everyone knows Lowlands, but uh, probably uh, there might be some people listening that um, are yeah, like, very what good is, point. What yeah, is Low, Lowlands, Lowlands is like uh, it's like the um, Burning Man of the Netherlands, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Well, not exactly. It's not at all like it's Burning coach, Man. It's a Coachella of the Netherlands, more. It's a go- yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coachella of the Netherlands. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, cool. Okay. Um, let's see. What else do we have on the calendar? Okay, so we don't have so much on the calendar because we don't have a guest today. So maybe um, I'll just go a little bit off the rails here, and I want to discuss with you, uh, Ronald. Uh, there's two weeks left, um, and then we have a very big week. A lot is going on in the Netherlands in terms of events uh, that have are related to or are part of, you know, uh, the metaverse development. Um, so let's quickly have a look at this. What's in my calendar? Because where are we going? We are going with a team. We're going to um, the Dutch Blockchain Days. Yay! We're going to MetaMess. Yay! And although we're not participating, there's also going to be something I think around uh, Tefaf, so the art thing in Maastricht. Oh. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so why do you think people should be going to events like these? L- let's oh. say, let's, let's put ourselves in the shoes of somebody listening to this podcast or to this show. They're an entrepreneur or they're in the metaverse space. Why, why should these people be going to events like this? If, if, why are you going to events like this, Ronald? Because we're going, right? I mean, ultimately, it's to get. I, I mean, I've, I've, I think I remember visiting South by Southwest Festival a couple of years ago, ten years ago by now, uh, and it was like being thrown into the future because what you could see there was all the uh, relevant companies doing all the new things and actually showcasing it and demoing it. It was a massive network event for people that were already in that space, and it was for people that were, you know, relatively uh, um, less into it, like I was back then with the developments that were there at the time. It's a great way. It's like, it feels like walking two years into the future. It's not like super out there, it's impossible things, but it's like you see everything that's gonna come out into the market like next year, the year later, and everything is just nicely entirely connected, uh, collected in a single space. And there's free drinks. And, and there was a lot of music. There's free drinks, there service. we have it. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen, there's free drinks. Free drinks. Well, look, look, well, I'll be honest, right? Um, I'm not going to name names, but um, last year, at the end of the year, we went to a different conference and uh, the team here, we each other and we said, like, we could have spent our time because we, 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 we invested in a booth there. We thought to ourselves, we could have probably used that money in a better way. We could have used our time in a better way. Um, it seems to me, and I'm just going to play advocate with Delvey, right? Like, all of these events are just excuses for people to get free drinks. Yeah, maybe, maybe for some <laughs> people that's true. 
But but I think you shouldn't underestimate what happens if you get free drinks and you stand together with a couple of people that you would normally not never do because they are not part of your normal ensemble of people. Amsterdam Rai, or I don't know where they're going to do it. That's um, a, okay, but but why? there is no metaverse the yet, Ronald. There's no metaverse yet. So uh, we could work it out uh, on some kind of platform. There's a couple of platforms. It will allow us to extend our physical world into a virtual realm to augment it, right? So I don't think that at any point in the near future, we're going to do things exclusively in the metaverse. There needs to be some kind of connection to the, to the real world. And I think that MetaMask is a perfect example of that. Apart from that, I think that it's super early days. Uh, and I'm surprised... In a way, because I'm starting to really work in this business every day, all day long. And we think, you know, metaverse, metaverse, metaverse. But uh, we have a contact at Xsense Movella. That's a company that we work with for the motion capture suit, Remco. And Remco went to Monaco uh, to the, the Formula One. And uh, one of the things he posted on LinkedIn was he was talking to big, uh, you know, ex uh, big people there that have a lot of uh, um, money and they're investing and they're, you know, in manufacturing all kinds of stuff, business people, and, and they don't know about the metaverse, right? These people are not aware of this. So if you want to build awareness for this rising, uh, rising industry, for this rising technology, or actually I should say for this rising, you know, set of technologies that together enable the metaverse, and you want to bring everybody on board, then you, you can't say, oh, we're just going to do all of it in the metaverse. Because that's like saying, okay, um, we have a biker club and we want people to join our biker club. So we're not going to get on our motorcycles outside and drive around so they can see us. But we're going to sit inside of our clubhouse and talk to each other about it. Hmm. I don't th think that's the best example because I kind of uh, went down, you know, uh, Sons of Anarchy in my mind there. But yeah. the, the point I'm trying to make is that if we want everybody to join the fun and they're not there yet, then we can't do that by just going into our own virtual world and hoping that other people are going to join us. And You might shaping, be right. Yeah, and the shaping of the metaverse is something that concerns everybody, all of us. We all need to partake in it because we don't want to make the same mistakes that we made with the internet in the end of the 90s and the, and the 2000s where we didn't know what the, the hell was going on. And so big tech had an opportunity to kind of get on the horse and ride away with it. Right. So this time we should know better and we need to, those people like you and me that know what's going on need to involve other people that don't know yet what's going on. And we have to do that in the physical world. So in that sense, I think that an event like MetaMess can be really valuable. Um, yeah. So stream kind of died and we're back. It's back to a good minute and a half of buffering. Okay. Connection got lost, it's I'm afraid. It's a rough ride today. Uh, it's a rough ride today, yes. And you have no idea because I'm also feeling rough. I bitterly have uh, sweat dripping down my back. We have to cut that out for the Spotify uh, podcast, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think um, I think we're kind of yeah, reach the end of this cutting, episode. You're cutting out, indeed. Uh, I'm cutting out? Yeah. Maybe it's uh, the internet gods trying to tell you something. Is it the internet gods? Everything on this side looks uh, looks fine, but I also see that the connection to you is uh, is hampering. Is somebody else up or downloading anything? Somebody watching <laughs> uh, YouTube streams? <laughs> Pornhub? Okay, we'll have to cut that out as well. Wow. <laughs> mm. Okay, cool. Um, I think we're going to leave it there. This, it's uh, 4.35. Uh, we talked for about uh, half an hour. 
about different topics. We hope we uh, we made you a little wa- aware of the stuff that's going on. We uh, covered some news items. Um, so for the next episode, what I would really like for those of you watching today live and for those of you listening on um, Spotify or Apple iTunes or anywhere, um, if you have ideas for topics that we should be covering in the show, please leave it in the comments or send me a message at ergorn at beamup.com or go and visit me on LinkedIn and send me a message there. If you think you could be an amazing guest for this show, if you have an expertise, if you're a 3D designer, if you are a smart contract developer, if you're an Unreal Engine developer, if you are an artist and you're an art station and you work in Blender, if there's uh, any connection that you feel that you have to the metaverse and you have an opinion on it and you would like to discuss this, please reach out to me, to us, leave a message in the comments. Um, Make us aware because we're totally happy to get everybody on board because Metaverse and building the Metaverse is a collaborative co-creation where all of us need to have a voice and need to uh, think about, you know, how can we create this open, decentralized and inclusive meta society in the future. Of course, uh, if you have a higher level of expertise in something, that will definitely increase your chances of of being invited on the show. Uh, But don't worry. Uh, I hope we'll have this show every single week of the year for the next years to go. So that means we will have plenty of slots. Um, low latency. Okay, th- this is chat. I'm going to uh, ignore that for the moment. Anything else? Oh, yeah. So this is being live broadcast on YouTube. It's also going to be edited by Bo later this weekend or t- next week and then re-released in a uh, you know nice uh, and beautiful format. If you're watching the video, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure to like the episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more of it, make sure that you give us uh, a five-star review. Um, if you're listening to it anywhere else, make sure that you share this with your friends if you thought it was worthwhile, because that will really help us to grow the show, uh, get more guests, get better content quality, and it will also incentivize me to pay more attention when my intern is briefing me on the preparations for the show. That was a joke. You can laugh right now. Um, Ronald, is there anything that I forgot? Did you enjoy yourself? <laughs> be yeah, honest. Be honest. I, 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 I did, but I, I've had I've had better uh, times and better episodes. I'll, I'll be honest about that. Uh, I'm feeling a little uh, little dodgy at the moment. But um, Better luck next time, right? Better luck next time. Okay, uh, one more thing. For those of you from the community that tuned in to this episode on our Telegram group, if you're wondering, you know, why are they not talking so much about the project anymore, about your open metaverse, the platform, about what Beamup is doing as a company, because I'm investing in this or I'm waiting for the token generation event. No worries. We're going to do an AMA every month, once a month, where we talk about all the developments of the platform and our company going forward. We're just going to separate that from the show, which is meant to explore what's going on in the metaverse industry. That means that I think next week or the week after, I'm not 100% certain. Let's see. Um, today's the third. So yes, uh, we originally planned to have another AMA on the 16th of June. Um, but I think it's going to actually, I think it's going to be the 9th because the 16th will be at MetaMass in Amsterdam with the team. So the 9th of June, which pr- will probably be next week then, um, we're going to have an AMA episode where we're going to answer all of your questions, all of that good stuff and tell you about the progress that we're making in developing our platform and our software development kit and the customers that we're hoping to bring in. That's it for today. Ronald, is there anything you want to say to the audience? Um, No, thank you for watching, I suppose. And uh, uh, see you next time. That is great. Then I have only one more thing to do. And that's this. 
and then I gotta do this, and then I'm you're, gonna play. You're not gonna rig roll us, please. Then Don't I'm gonna play us. this little button here, and I'm gonna go like, see you later.